Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello to Back to Basics and happy Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this, the day gets published. It's almost Valentine's and I really had it in my heart to go out of my way to tape this episode. I apologize if the sound is a little bit off, but the truth of the matter is I'm in the Dominican Republic on a business trip and I'm inside my hotel room bathroom because um, there's crazy noises outside. I think there's a disco downstairs, everybody's having fun and let's say that the noise is not conducive to taping an episode of my podcast. In any way, I'm committed to you, I'm committed to this I'm committing to having an episode on Valentine's Day. So let's do it. I'm excited. I've been thinking about what can I say to you on Valentine's that can make a difference. So admittedly, this episode is geared more towards the people that are looking for love, people that have hope, people that think it's out there for them, because that's exactly how I felt for a long time before I make my husband. And so I want to share my story about online dating and how I made it happen for me and uh, really how I beat the odds and how we beat the odds because I'm going to speak on behalf of my husband on this one. We consider ourselves very lucky when we think about how we met and we talk about it amongst ourselves Sometimes we really don't believe that it happened the way it happened. So, because it is basically Valentine's Day, the day of love, it's a day that some people really feel rebellious and they say, oh, it's such a commercial day and I don't want to have anything to do with it. I personally happen to like Valentine's Day because it's a moment in the year where we stop and we cherish the love we have in our lives. And that doesn't mean that necessarily you have to go to a fancy restaurant or you have to send the beautiful red roses. It's a day where you think about how you can make your loved one feel special. So if you have had trouble finding love, if you had lost love, in any situations that you are, that maybe it is that you're not with someone, you know that this is not the greatest day. I was there for many, many years, and I know it's not easy. For that, I hope you have a good friend that you call on, and uh, you go have martinis, and you go have fun somewhere. That's what I used to do. I never let it get to me. I always felt that The person was out there waiting for me. As a matter of fact, I used to look up on the sky 
very often, and I look at the stars. I know it sounds cheesy, so don't judge me. And uh, I used to have a certainty in my heart that the person that I was waiting for was on his way to me. And I did this for a long time, even when I moved back to Venezuela. I mean, when the sky was changing above me, I was in different places and I was still looking at the sky and at the stars. And it gave me kind of a reassurance feeling where the stars were the same. And I was still saying, I know you're coming to me. And so if you heard to some of my previous episodes, you know, I've shared already, I didn't have like an easy journey. I didn't date my high school sweetheart and marry him. And that's kind of my sibling story. Both of them, they had only one serious boyfriend and that's the person they married. And I am happy for them. That's awesome. But that's not how it validated for me. I actually uh, dated several people and uh, it got to a point where my mom said, I don't want to meet anybody else. It's not like I was a crazy person bringing a lot of people at home, but, you know, coming from what my brother and my sister had had, just one, and they married that person, obviously even three boyfriends was like a lot. So, and I was, you know, of a certain age. So, yeah, it kind of got to be a problem. So... One thing I'm going to say, especially if you're a woman listening to this, is that I always rejected the idea of the clock is ticking. When people would say that to me, I would I would really get upset because I never wanted that to dictate my love life. But truth of the matter is... When you're 34 and you get there and you maybe just broke up with a boyfriend and you think, oh my gosh, I have to do this all over again and I have to meet the parents and I have to do this, how old I'm going to be? And I remember telling my sister when I broke up with the boyfriend, I had really the one before I met the love of my life, my husband, I cried so much and I remember telling my sister I'm not crying because I love him I'm crying because I don't want to do this all over again and it felt at that point so heavy to have to go through everything again and meet the parents and meet the friends and go do this it's just like I wanted it over but sometimes I felt that I was at a hospital, you know, or at a store where you have to take the number. And you pick your number and you sit down and you wait patiently. But it turns out that they start calling the numbers that that got there after you. And you start seeing them being served. And you're alone. And it's almost like they're turning off the lights and you're there and no one has called you. That's, That's really how I felt waiting for love. I used to think I would go to bed and I would pray to Jesus that I would find the right person. And again, at 34, I would think, wow, I just want to know who my family will be. I knew who my parents were, who my siblings were, but they were well on their way with their own families. And I say, I just 
struggle with the idea that I don't know who the most important people in my life will be. I don't know who my husband is going to be. I don't know who my kids are going to be. Are they going to be? At, at one point, sure, I doubted that they will come for me. So I work in the family business at that time. Where do you meet new people? I wasn't going to date customers. I was not going to meet new people in my companies because we are, you know, mid-sized business. So I knew who I knew. And then every potential friend of a friend I had already met. Sure, there were some people that were kind of, let's say, standby situation. We kind of knew who we were. There was nothing romantic going on, but it was like, okay, maybe, like almost like a plan Z to fall to. Like if I don't find anybody else, maybe I think of you. And then I had my ex, which I've spoken about. Uh, he was always in the picture uh, in terms of, you know, showing up, popping up here and there, almost like checking on me, see how, what my situation was. At least that's what I felt like. And I almost felt with him that, you know, let's see what happens in the future, but, you know, I'm here. But I was decided that I wanted to meet someone. I really did. And at one point I was reading a book, and now I don't remember which one, but one of those inspirational books, and it said something about having to write down your purpose, your meaning, what you wanted in life, and yes, even what you wanted in a man. So it really explained the exercise, and this is what you want in a partner, okay? Don't take this. This is my experience as a female, so that's why I'm referring the male, female man experience, but it really, I think it works both ways. And uh, what it said is like, we have to be specific in our intentions of what we want. So I wrote, and actually I reviewed this letter yesterday as I was preparing to tape this episode. I, I wrote it on February 16, 2003, I guess two days after Valentine's Day, probably my Valentine's was very miserable in 2003. So two days later, I decided to write this uh, list of attributes that I wanted in a man. And the one thing I remember about that book, is said it, it was to be very specific about what you want. It's not about, I want um, a confident guy. No, it's a one a confident guy that wants to get married in church, that doesn't have kids. I mean, just ask for exactly what you want because that helps you get rid of all the layers of things that you don't like or you don't want when you met people in the flesh. So I wrote 40 things, believe it or not, and every time I go down the list, I say, oh my God, I cannot believe I wrote this. But it's eerily eerily similar to the man I got and I am so happy for writing that list because it helped me validate the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with my husband and and really the best partner I could have hoped for so let me tell you the story about how I got to him how we met on Match.com, because this is something that no one believes. 
And I really want to share some of my strategies. So if you're trying to meet someone and you're online, I'm not saying these are, you know, written in stone success techniques, but these are techniques that really help me. And it's something that I find myself speaking about with a lot of people that have done Match.com. Mind you, I have helped three good friends of mine find love online based on these tips. So that's why really when I was thinking about, okay, what can I do for Valentine's Day? And I thought, what else do you want? I have like the perfect story. I met my husband online back in 2005, which is 15 years ago when Match.com was really nowhere, nowhere what it is today when people weren't meeting their husbands and their boyfriends in Match.com. We were really pioneers, if you could call it anyway. That's what I tell my husband. So I am happy he took the leap. I am happy I took the leap. And I think the story is about not shutting down, not saying no to yourself. Just try it, just do it, and see what happens. So back in 2005, I was not dating anybody. I really wanted to get married, and I started doing the online thing. When I first filled my profile, I made a couple of very, very strategic decisions. First, take the time to fill your profile. It sounds like a stupid thing, but it's not. You're going to filter people by what you write, and what the other person reads about you. So to me, it was very, very important from the get-go that, the, that I had a very complete and thorough explanation about who I was, why I was there, because a person that doesn't take the time to read your profile, it's a person I don't want in my life. So that was the first takeaway. Take the time to fill out your profile and, and be detailed about what you want. Be specific about your ask. You have the opportunity to tell in the world what you want. Don't be afraid to say, I don't want a divorce guy. Don't be afraid to say, I want a religious man. Because that's really going to save you time at the end of the road. That's going to prevent you from getting in a bad relationship or a relationship that's really not compatible with what you want. So that's exactly what I did. I kind of lay my rules of engagement. Um, the other thing that's very important, if you're going to do this online thing, don't do free online sites. If the person is not willing to pay money or to invest in their dating, that means that person is not serious about it. The fact that you pay, you know, I don't remember now, but it was like $19 per month, and it was like a minimum of three months. So I had to pay like $60 just to play the game, if you could call it game. So if you're not serious about dating, do you think you would invest $60? 
Sure not. You're going to go to a free site where you don't pay anything and that's where you're going to register. So think about this. Do you want to live in the free world of online dating or you want to live in the pay world of online dating? I say you want to live in the, if you're serious about it yourself, you want to live in the pay world of online dating. So look for a page that requires a minimum payment per month and go for it. Okay, so that's my number one advice. Don't do the free thing because it doesn't work in my idea. Of course, of course, you're going to find the exception, but for the most part, it doesn't work. Second point, I kind of mentioned it before, take your time and feel your profile. Really put thought into it. Really show who you are. It's amazing the power of words if you take the time to write it. So I did that. I took my time and I wrote um, quite a nice piece about who I was, what I wanted in life, etc., etc. The third one, you're not going to like Most people don't like it and most people don't believe it from my story. But the truth of the matter is I did not have my picture. Granted, I did not think that I was Miss Venezuela and, you know, I'm hot or that kind of stuff. Not at all. What I knew in my heart is that men are visual. They need to see the picture and uh, I felt that if the person I was trying to appeal to was someone that was only interested in seeing how I looked, then that's not the person I want to date. I wanted someone that would put more emphasis on the writing part. But guess what? That's the minority, right? Because we all do the same. We go online and we try to look for the pictures. That's a big mistake. If you see a guy on a Porsche in the picture and you say, oh, that's cute, and but Think about this. Do you want the guy that takes the time to post a picture with him in his fancy car? What does that tell you about that person? Really? So I steer clear from that kind of stuff. I steer clear from men that had their picture on a bathing suit. I steer clear from any guy that really was trying to highlight beauty and how cool I look and all that. I was looking for genuine. I was looking for everyday pictures. I was looking for really natural kind of feeling. I met many people, okay? So I read somewhere that the statistic is that you have to meet about 13 people before you date someone seriously. Well, guess what? For me, it was 11 or 12 between those two numbers, I don't remember correctly. I did it for, I did match a comp for maybe six months in which I met about six people. Then I was introduced to someone which I dated for several months. And then, you know, after we broke up and that was a boyfriend that I said at the end of the, of the story, I was crying because I didn't want to do all over again. I gained my strength and I said, okay, I can do a few more months of match.com before it expires. And believe it or not, it was really, I think the membership just had gotten expired when I exchanged the first email with uh, my future husband, actually. So in terms of trying to identify potential candidates, 
the main things I did, as I mentioned, were um, pay to play or, or subscribe to a service that requires payment, be clear of what you want, be specific in your profile. And then if you are courageous enough, avoid to put your picture. I did not have my picture. I was set that I wanted a guy that was interested in my internal view and then the external hopefully would be a surprise for him. Mind you, I always offer my picture. Every time I saw a guy that I like and I read the profile and I say, okay, this is, could be a good catch, I would write to them and I would offer my picture in that email. Like I would say, I like your profile. If you read mine and you find it interesting, then I can send you my picture so you can check it out and uh, and that's it. So when I first wrote to my husband, he had a lot of information in there. Never did he mention that he had lived in Venezuela. So that already it's like a big coincidence. This is an important part because a lot of people feel that online dating is not good because they feel that it takes away the serendipity aspect of meeting someone. Well, guess what? I could have never guessed that my husband lived in Venezuela. That was a serendipity aspect. So I always said, listen, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And even the person you meet online is going to be full of surprises for you. It's the same when people say, I'm afraid to do the online thing because what if I get, you know, a murderer or a strange guy? Well, guess what? If you are on a business trip and you are at the bar in the hotel you're staying, is that really that much different from meeting someone online? The guy you're talking to or the woman you're talking to could hide their ring put it in their pocket and just go around life pretending to be single. So I really don't think that you should prevent yourself from living this experience because of that. Just be brave, go go for it. And I, I remember saying the worst that can happen is I have coffee with someone for half an hour and that's it. So the one thing that I used to do was to tell my best friend where I was going, where the date was, all the details, because you want someone to monitor it for you. But if you take the right precautions, you should be fine. So my strategy was to try to set up coffee dates with two people at least every week. That way you would kind of assess quite fast if there was any chemistry, truth of the matter is none of the people I met were terrible or were jackasses or not, nothing like that. It's just we sat to have a coffee and there was no spark. So after a few months of doing that, especially after uh, the second term, let's say, that I went into Match.com, I obviously grew concerned. It wasn't working for me. I was meeting nice people but I wasn't meeting anybody, you know, that really gave me the butterflies in my stomach. And then, out of the blue, I saw, I read a profile, rather, online, and I loved it. And then he did have his picture, 
And so I saw him and I said, oh, yeah, baby, that's something I definitely want to explore. So I know what you're thinking. You say, oh, sure, you don't put your picture up because you want people to read your profile, but you went and looked at his picture. Hey, he had it there, so I only could look. But on my end, I mean, really, if you are dating online and your strategy is to put pictures of yourself with a very sexy bikini sure you're gonna look good but you have to start thinking about what you're really attracting what do you want to attract you want to attract the guy that thinks you're hot or you want to attract the guy that takes the time to read your profile even without knowing how you look i knew that was the kind of guy i wanted to attract and i was super super blessed that god made me find him because it does take a special man to read first and then ask for the picture and then go for the looks and that's how I knew my husband was special when he responded to my email saying you know yeah I read your profile I think we have way more in common than you can ever imagine Of course, he knew by the time, by my profile, he knew I was Venezuelan and he had lived in Venezuela. I had no way of knowing that because nowhere in his profile he had mentioned that he had lived in Venezuela. So he already kind of knew our paths intersected or crossed more than what I knew. But I like his approach. You know, I like the fact that he uh, also called me on it saying, Sure, you know, um, you don't have your picture, call me shallow, but I do want to see it. I like your profile, but do please send me your picture. And I like that. I like that he was straightforward and he didn't like want to pretend like, oh, I don't care about your picture kind of thing. So I did send him my picture. Luckily enough, he liked what he saw. And the funny thing is we tried to meet each other for weeks. Like we were talking... We did exchange uh, maybe, a, maybe a week of emails and then we exchanged phone numbers and we started talking on the phone and then the, the next logical step was to meet each other and we really did try, and, but we both travel a lot for work. So you had this typical situation where I'll be at this gate at the airport, I'll be at the other gate at the airport. We tried for at least three weeks to meet and it was impossible And then Destiny had it that he had to go to Venezuela for business. And uh, at that time, I was under serious, serious amount of stress. And uh, I wasn't feeling good. And so one night, my blood pressure really went through the roof and I wasn't feeling good. And my dad didn't feel comfortable about the, the care I was taking I was taking here. So he sent me the ticket and said, you're coming tomorrow morning. We're going to check you here. So surprise, surprise. Next thing you know is I do write him a, le a letter, an email and say, listen, I'm in Venezuela. I'm not following you, but I happen to be here. Let me know if you want to meet up. And sure enough, where's the first place that we set eyes on each other was in Venezuela, my city. And that has always stayed with me forever. And so we um, met in Caracas and then we ended up going back to Miami where we both lived and we kept talking 
and talking. And I think at that point, it was obvious that we were both smitten. I remember the way we used to um, refer to that was, listen, I'm, I'm being cooked right now. I'm, I'm in the boiling water. If you're not in here, let me know so I'll, I'll take myself out of this pot. And then he would say, no, 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 I'm, I'm inside the boiling water as well. So we're really both getting cooked. And that was always reassuring, you know, communicating and telling each other what the other felt was very, very helpful. And so we started dating and it was a very easy relationship from the get-go. And that's my other learning point or teaching point, if, if you may, that when things are meant to be, relationships are easy. Nothing that it's complicated, nothing that it requires so much work and is exhausting can be good. When you're heading into a life forever, into marriage, into a partnership, it has to work out. It has to be easy. You have to feel supported. If you're struggling in your relationship as it is right now or at the dating stage and, and struggle is a constant, I beg you to reevaluate the person you're dating with because marriage is not easy. The tests that we are put on are not easy. So you want to make sure that uh, you have everything that you need. Now, on the other hand, another important thing that I wish I had learned earlier was the he's not that into you concept. If you bump into someone that keeps giving you excuses, that show, doesn't show up for you, that doesn't come through in what they say to you. Someone for which you keep making excuses. Oh, well, he didn't call because he's busy. He didn't call, blah, blah, blah. He's just not that into you. When I read that book, I say, oh my God, I lost valuable time of my life because I could have realized so much more um, if I had read this book earlier. And uh, what I've learned, if a man is interested in you, he will find the time. Just like you do, by the way, when you're interested in someone. When you're not interested, you kind of don't answer the phone call, don't respond right away. That is the same. And the men do the same. When they're, they're not that interested, they do exactly the same. So do yourself a favor. If you're engaging into any circumstance like that, just drop it because you're just losing time so going back to my own relationship uh, what I think was the deciding factor in terms of finding someone was I never told my heart to doubt the possibility honestly I never thought I was gonna find the man I was gonna marry online now I have two kids with a man online and with a man I met online so that's pretty crazy but I never really doubted that it would be a possibility. I didn't think it would happen. I didn't. I wasn't doing it for that. I wasn't doing it for, oh, I'm going to find the man of my life. Why was I doing it? The truth is I was doing it to tell my heart that it was ready to date because my heart had gotten into a point where he got very, or she got, I don't know if it's a he or a she, but my heart got very stubborn 
into what he wanted. And so I was so convinced that it was right. And I wasn't allowing the heart to speak, allowing other things to speak. But when I silenced that conviction of, oh, you're going to go back with your ex or oh, you're going to do this or that. And I said, just do it. You know, just take a chance. And if anything, your heart is getting ready for the right person. And that's really what I thought it was. I thought, I'm going to, you know, some coffee dates and I'm just preparing to have more conversations, to put myself more out there so that I'm getting used to the idea of dating, getting used to the idea of meeting new people. Little did I know was that I was going to find the Dutch guy that had lived in Venezuela that was extremely similar to me, that was also on Machacom trying to find the right fit for him. And I really became so lucky. Everything with him was crystal clear from day one. He knew what he wanted. He acted upon it. He introduced me to his family right away. And for me, it really was very easy to fall in love with him, very easy to see a future with him because because I recognized in him all those characteristics that I had written in my list um, two years earlier. When I, when I was reading down, I said, oh my God, he really fulfills a lot of this. And so what I want to leave you with is in love, like in business, like in anything in life, you have to put yourself out there. That doesn't mean you're going to find your love in magic come, but the fact that you're manifesting with intention to the universe, that you're ready, that your heart is ready to meet someone. If you manifest that day in and day out, that person is going to show. I don't know if it at your doorsteps or you might have to go to magic come to find them, but bottom line is you have to do some extra work you have to open your heart to you have to say I don't believe this may ha this is going to happen but hey I'm going to give it a try because there are some times when that try becomes a reality and I'm very grateful for that and uh, you have to keep um, looking for what you want so on this Valentine's Day I want to leave you with this story of love this story of resilience, this story of looking until you find. If love is what you want, put it as a priority. Make sure you tell the universe that you're ready, that you want to find love. And every day after that, just you know, pray in your heart for it. Visualize it in, in your mind of what you want. And I can assure you, sooner rather than later that person is going to be there and you're going to act upon it because you're going to recognize that everything that's on your list or almost everything that was on your list is in that it's right there in front of you with that i wish you a fantastic valentine's day i hope you're with the person you love if you're fighting, if you're arguing, nothing is worth your happiness. Just what I do is I put the song to which we get married, which is Heaven by DJ Sammy. And I reconnect with that moment when we fell in love 
and uh, you know that love has its challenges its ups and downs but when you do find that right person you don't want to let it go so hold on tight to the person you want in this valentine's day and enjoy the day and just cherish what you have as for me Dawn, my love, I wish you a happy Valentine's. Thanks for riding this journey with me. I am so happy I signed up for that match that comes subscription. And find you among the million profiles that were there. I know it was God that guided us, and I feel very, very blessed to have you in my life. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like the episode, just share and review it. Thank you. Bye-bye.